Welcome to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roschke and Don Kennedy is with me today as always. Hey, Don. Hello, hello. <laughs> I miss being with everybody as I far know. as the live broadcast, the live Facebook feed. Kind of weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're back. Uh, thank you for joining us on Facebook. Thank you for joining us on the radio program. We are going to dive in the Word of God today, uh, get you a pen and get you uh, a tablet. And um, here's the title. Here's the title, Don. It's called, You Need a Drink. Yes, that is what I said. You need a drink. So hang with me now. Don't get too religious on me. You hang on because uh, you're going to find out what I'm talking about here in a minute. Get your Bible and turn with me to John chapter 4. You know, Don, uh, as you know, most of the time, nearly all the time, I have two glasses with me. One is my water glass. My mm-hmm. other one, which I left in the car, could, I only had so many t- can't, uh, hands to carry up the stairs stuff, So, but the other one is iced tea. Always. Always. Unsweet tea with some stevia and a glass of ice water. I drink that all day long. I don't have any milk. I don't have juice. I don't have sodas. I don't drink alcohol. It's just tea and water all day. It's, you know, that's just what I do. But I'm always hydrating myself, right? Of course, I know all of you, all of you dietary people that know all this stuff, you've got to drink more water than you do tea because... The tea leaches that out of you, so you've got to drink more water. You're supposed to drink double what you do of tea, of water, right? So, no, I don't do that. But all day long, I'm drinking. Well, we're going to talk in a moment about drinking from a different well, okay? And uh, the title, like I said, is called You Need a Drink. And trust me, you do. You need a drink. So we're going to jump into John chapter 4 today. Hit it. Hit it. Let's do it. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. I love that. It says, he, in an Amplified, it says it was necessary for him to go through Samaria. Uh, he, so he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sukkar, near the plot of ground that jo- jo- Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, we're going to stop right there. Sukkar actually means drunken. It actually means drunken. Now, now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. So Jesus himself, is, he's, being led by the, he's being led by the Spirit of God. He's being compelled. He's being drawn by the Holy Spirit to go through Samaria. Now, uh, what's interesting about Samaria is that the Jews... They kind of shunned the Samaritans, okay? They, they didn't have much to do with them. Uh, they interacted with them with commerce, you know, buying and selling things. Uh, but the Jews did not share eating or drinking vessels with them. Nothing social. Nothing social. It was just, you know, your basic uh, daily 
commerce. Mm -hmm. So they had really nothing to do with them. And because the, uh, the Samaritans were a mixed race, they were from the Assyrians and the Jews that had been uh, left over. Um, and so they're a mixed race. And it says in my Bible notes, the, the result of Assyrians intermarrying with Jews who had stayed behind in the northern territory uh, following Israel's demise. So that you need to understand that. For this story, you need to understand that. That, first of all, uh, Jesus felt compelled by the Spirit of God to go through Samaria. In other words, he was being pulled. Mm-hmm. He was being led by the Holy Spirit because there was a mission. Uh, there, there was a purpose. And Jesus didn't care what the religious people or other people said. He just followed what he knew to do. Mm-hmm. He was on mission. He was on purpose. He was on point. He was intentional. So he stayed on it, right? And he, he knew how to follow the Holy Spirit, just like we are able to follow the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so he, he felt that compulsion of the Spirit of God. I'm going to tell you something. When you feel... Uh, when you're a born-again Christian, you know, sometimes you'll just feel that quickening or that compulsion, that drawing in your spirit that you need to do something. You need to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Now, the Holy Spirit's never going to tell you to do anything that is contrary to the Word. That's right. Never. Never. But, you know, I've had different times when the Lord said, you need to go here and be here at this moment. You need to go do this. And sometimes you're like, well, that doesn't seem, doesn't make, make sense. sense. <laughs> but... Afterwards, you know, all oh, that made perfect sense, mm-hmm. you know. So Jesus, that, that's what he did. And the other thing to remember is that he went to a city of Samaria called Sukkar, which means drunken. This is very important for you to remember that little tidbit. So just tuck that in your memory. So uh, Jacob's well is there. So Jesus is tired. You know, he's human. He's fully God and fully man, but he's not leaning into the deity part, he's mm-hmm. walking as a man, as mm-hmm. you and I. Mm-hmm. And he's worried, so he sits down there. And it's about the sixth hour, according to their timetable, that would be noon, the, hot, mm-hmm. the heat of the day. Mm-hmm. And now listen to this, verse 7, John 4. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Now this woman didn't realize it, but... This is actually the greatest moment of her life. Mm-hmm. This is the most important moment and encounter she will ever have. It is an encounter that will literally shift and change the very direction of her life. Not only the direction of her life, but who she is. Right. Uh, this so it gives her identity. Yes. It's, it's <clears throat> awesome. In the Amplified, it says, Presently, when a woman of Samaria came along to draw water, Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone off into ta- the, the town to buy food. So the Samaritan woman, she says, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So technically, that's two strikes. She's a woman, and she's a Samaritan, mm-hmm. right, according to the Jewish customs and, and culture. So she asks this an honest question. Uh, you know, why would you sit down and, and want to have anything? To, why would you even notice me? Mm-hmm. Why would you notice me? Let alone ask me right. anything. Uh, 
you know, this is a woman, as we go along further in the story, that doesn't have a great reputation. And I can imagine how startled she was. It's very obvious that Jesus was a rabbi. You know, he, he was Jewish. And that he's sitting there. But he's sitting there on purpose. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there in the heat of the day because he was going to have an encounter, a life-changing, uh, destiny-altering encounter with this Samaritan woman. So she knows, she knows that the Jews don't have anything to do with the Samaritans. But he said to her, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, I love that. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living waters. If you just knew. (laughs) If you just knew. Think about that, what he says. If you knew the gift of God, do you know the gift of God? Would you recognize the gift of God? I did it. I did. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting right. here today. <laughs> right. So you have this woman who is does not know God. She's a Samaritan. You know, she's a Samaritan woman. Uh, her life is a wreck. And this Jewish rabbi notices her and speaks to her and says, give me a drink. Which is odd. You know, Jesus doesn't have anything to draw water with, Mm -hmm. right? He just got there. His disciples are gone. And he says to this woman, give me a drink. See, he's physically thirsty, but he knows that she's spiritually thirsty. Right. And so the, the river of living waters, the water of life, is asking a Samaritan woman that he is in the culture, it's not even supposed to speak to, to give him a drink. I mean, what a paradox. Mm -hmm. I just love the way God weaves things in out. So cool. So awesome that he can do that. And so she's like, how? But he can meet you anywhere you are. He can meet you where you are, no matter what's happened. No matter what's happened, what you've done, what you think you haven't done. Yeah. No matter what's (laughs) happened to you, no matter what you've done to yourself, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's out there in the scorching heat of the day. And she went to draw, my understanding is they drawed water earlier in the day or in the evening. The other women did. That was my understanding mm-hmm. of the culture. But she does it when there's no one going to be there because she was talked about. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was looked down upon. She was judged. And I'm, I'm telling you, the love of our God. Mm-hmm. And he says, and she says, how can, how can you talk to me? How says you ask me to give you a drink? She's thinking only spirit, only physically. She's thinking given a physical drink of water. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, joining us on Facebook, I'll just take a moment and say hello. Love you guys. I'm glad to be back with you. We've missed being on Facebook with you for a few weeks. So, so this woman is asking that of Jesus. It's a technical question. And uh, it's, a, it's a, you know, I would ask the same thing, right, if I were in her shoes. But Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God. I mean, I just can't, I can't hardly get past that. The gift of God. The gift of God. What a, come on, what a gift it is that you and I can have conversation with. Fellowship. Fellowship, Mm -hmm. relationship with. This most high God, holy God that created the entire universe just by words 
you know, let there be light and all of light. I mean, it just boom, there it was. Uh, who spoke in the darkness, who, who spoke and boundaries came and the worlds were formed and what was a chaotic mess becomes orderly. This God, this Jesus, this gift of the man Jesus, who at this point in John had not laid down his life. But can you think, of, think about that? Well, I still think about him being a king. Yes. He was still, yes. he was still deity even though he was in a man's body, he mm-hmm. still was the son of God. And mm-hmm. he didn't care. He, was, he didn't flinch about who she was or what she'd done. No. He was like, right here. I'm right here with you. I'm right here to meet you. I'm right here to show you my love. Yeah. I'm yeah. right here. I love it. Because the living waters is asking, <laughs> asking a mere human, flawed woman. We're all flawed without Christ. Yes. To get... He was talking about a spiritual drink to her. She's talking about a physical drink to him. But he's going to bring it all together. I mean, he is going to bring it together. So in the Amplified, it says, uh, if you had only known and recognized God's gift and who this is, who this is, that is saying to you, give me a drink. Sometimes God is talking to us and he's telling us exactly what we need to hear. Sometimes it's just heart to heart. It's just in our spirit. Sometimes through other people. Uh, it can be in the most unlikely of places. But do you recognize the voice of God when he comes? Do you recognize the gift of God? The gift that God is in your life on it. I mean, if you can talk to him. You can, you can have fellowship with him. You can lean on him. You can trust him. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's your peace. He's your strength. He's your strong tower. He's your refuge. He's your shelter in the storm. I mean, he's your everything. And you may doubt who you are, but he never doubts no. who he is. No. He, he knew exactly yeah. who he was. Because he said, if you, you knew, knew who this is right. speaking to you <laughs> yeah. and the gift of God. Mm-hmm. Oh, that we, I mean, I've been serving the Lord for 46 years, but oh, that I would know and recognize the gift of God in a greater way, that I would know and recognize his voice in a, in a greater way. I want that. It also shows me through there. He was, it said he was tired from his journey, but it didn't stop him from no. his from his plan. Mm-mm. It didn't stop him or keep him from completing what he was to complete right no, here. No, not at all. So that encourages me. I yeah. mean, I get tired sometimes. I don't know about oh, you, yeah. but I get tired. Yeah. And you have to go, okay, wait, I can press on. I still have a a, 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 a destiny. I still mm-hmm. have something to accomplish. Right. Exactly. She, it goes on to say in verse uh, 11, John 4, she said to him, sir, well, let me back up because not only did it say you would you would ask me to give you a drink, you would recognize that the gift of God. He said uh, you would have asked him instead, and he would have given you living water. Mm-hmm. There he's going for it. Now he's starting to to bring it out. He's moving you know, in the message. He's now. <laughs> moving in. This is my part. He knows. He knows that's why he's there. He was compelled by the Spirit of God to go to this woman with a bad reputation who was an outcast even among the Samaritans who were considered outcasts by the Jews. And he's there on a divine life-altering, destiny-shifting mission with this woman. And he had to bring it down to a level she could understand. Mm -hmm. So he, he sets himself right down on Jacob's well which they, even the Samaritans understood about Jacob. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they were even looking for a Messiah, mm-hmm. well, right? She even says that. Yeah, 
Yeah. And so, but that was her paradigm. So Jesus comes in and he's starting to shift the paradigm. He's starting to change the paradigm right there. And, oh, I get excited about this. He said, I, he said, I want to give you living water. Living water. She said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with. No drawing bucket and the well is deep. How then can you provide living water? Where do you get your living water? And she spoke right. The well was deep. She had a deep need. She had a deep spiritual thirst that she was trying to get, get it filled in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. She was reaching out and we'll go on when we go through this. We're going to see. We're talking today. What's my title? You need a drink. Yep. That's what I said. You need a drink. And she had a deep well that was dried up on the inside of her. Mm-hmm. She had a deep cavern, a deep pit that was waterless. It's probably had some pain and abuse in it, right? I am some sure. Things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that is the case. And so, uh, you know, she, she's, try, she's still thinking in the natural, mm-hmm. which we do a lot, especially when we're hurt, especially when we're wounded, uh, and especially when we don't know God. But even at times when we do know God, know God we're, God's trying to talk to us about the spirit and we're still over here looking at it in the natural when he wants to shift you into the spirit of what he wants you to, to understand. And so uh, the woman's, you know, where do you get that living water? That's what she says to him. The well's deep. You don't have anything to draw with. Where do you get this living water? Wow, what a question. Divine mm-hmm. setup right mm-hmm. there. I mean, look at God. I mean, right there, he's just, he's just coming right into place, into being. Sometimes the questions that you have that aren't answered yet, it's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's for a specific moment. It's for a specific situation when you are ready, when you've been prepared to step into another level. And this woman is about to step into another level. And she said in verse 12, are you greater than greater than and superior to our ancestor Jacob? I mean, are you, are you, are you more than him? Because that's what she, mm-hmm. that's what that's she uh, equated. What she knew. Yeah. yeah. That's what she equated God mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. was Jacob who gave us this well and he used to drink from it himself and his sons and his cattle also. See, she's looking back at tradition She's looking it's back. Good that her, she knew her history. Yeah, right, right. And she was looking at ancestry. But you know what? Tradition and ancestry and religion and customs will not save you. Mm-mm. It will not satisfy you. It will not satisfy your spiritual thirst. It never will. But our flesh goes to that, right? Uh, instead of the spirit, quite often. Uh, the verse. Well, let me back up here just a second. Let me read this over here. I've got so many Bibles out here. I can't help myself. I have a Bible addiction. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, uh, the notes of my Bible, it says, Her emphasis had always been on Jacob, as was the emphasis of most Samaritans. Jesus will have to draw her away from that without denigrating or putting down Jacob. And so in verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water, he's, re- he's referring to Jacob's well, whoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. Let me tell you something. I come from a drinking family. I come from a family of alcoholics. I'm, you can't even, okay, we're going to get real. Falling down drunk alcoholics. 
because the devil had set a trap. The devil set a trap in generations before and it came on down. And they, there was a hurt, there was a hunger, there was a void, there was a deep well that had dried up and they were trying to fill it with alcohol. They were trying to fill it. My mother was married six times. My uncle was married like seven. And they both drank, 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 drank. Thank God my mother was delivered and set free. Oh, thank you, Jesus, and mm -hmm. saved. Uh, but it was a hard path getting there. So when you start, see, you can never get a, um, a spiritual thirst quenched from physical places, right? It, it's never going to happen. The water of the world will never satisfy the thirst of your spirit. Well, I can drink our tea and our water all day long and get thirsty. Again. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have to drink it again. And so th this is so important to understand. Um, the things of the world, they just can't satisfy you. Other people cannot satisfy you. Money. Nothing against money. It's nice to have some, yeah. but it doesn't satisfy Career, you. fame. <laughs> those things are not going to satisfy you. But I tell you what will. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the bread of heaven, the living waters will. And this woman was about as low as she could get. And we will understand why in just a moment. Okay, we're at, what verse are we at, Don? You're, you're going to keep You're up with me. We're still at 13. I get caught, you know, you know how I am. I get oh, wound 14. up. I forget which verse I am. Yeah, we're on 14. <laughs> okay. But whoever takes a drink of the water that who? I will give him shall never, no, never be thirsty anymore. That is so good. That is so good. They'll never be thirsty again. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. My mother drank every single, I got to tell you, just, I'm going to show you what God did. The first episode re that I remember of my mother drinking, I was six. Okay, I don't know when it actually started. But I remember every day after that, my mother would get up drinking either a fifth of whiskey or a fifth of vodka until she passed out. She had such a hurt. She had such a wound that needed to be healed. She needed to be set free. She was trapped. She loved me with all of her heart, but she was in a trap. But... At 12 years old, I got saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. That curse did not come down to me. That generational curse and iniquity broke it off. Broke it off in Jesus' name. Didn't pass it down to my children. But I, right after that, and I started praying for my mom. I'd pray for my mom. I'm a little girl. I'm praying for my mama. My mama got saved. She got saved. And she stopped drinking. And you know what? You know what kept her from going back to drinking? Because rehabs won't keep you from going back to drinking. She was in and out of rehabs for years. It's the water that you drink that you never thirst again from. You, if you drink those waters, you will never have a thirst again except for more of Him. And He'll only do you good. And you just keep drinking from that deep well of the Spirit of God, the life of God. And then there's not this void, that uh, this longing, this void, this open, gape, gaping 
uh, cavern in your soul that's looking for a man or a woman or drugs or alcohol or fame or whatever, a career to fill you because it won't happen. But I'm telling you, Jesus, he is setting this woman up for what he's going to do in her life. I love it. He says, whosoever, whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. Today, the title of my message is is you need a drink. You absolutely need a drink from the right well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the right well. See, it's the water of the world versus the waters of life. Mm -hmm. Come on. The waters of the world will bring dissatisfaction, pain. They will never cure what ails you. There's always bad stuff around, right? I mean, there's always problems. There's always work. There's always, I don't know, there's just always things around us. And I know if I go a couple of days without being down in the presence of the Lord, I know not very long I'm in the mully grubs. Things are bigger than me. You know, mm-hmm. I want things that I shouldn't want. I, you know, come on. Yeah. But when I spend my time with the Lord every day. Right. And I just suck it, drink him drink up. Drink Right. I don't want all that other stuff. Amen. Dawn, we are already uh, coming down to the first half of the hour. And as everyone that's been staying with me every week on the radio and uh, Facebook, you know, when he takes me a flash and we just have to reset for the radio program. But before we go, don't go anywhere. Cause I honestly, we'll be right back. Um, and I'm not going to turn off the Facebook in the meantime, before we go, I want to remind everyone in this area that tomorrow night we're having prayer for the nation at Zion Lutheran church. And, uh, so you can come and if the, it'll be the 5th of September uh, and we pray for our nation, our leaders. Uh, I want to invite you to call our prayer line, guys. Call our prayer lines. If you need prayer for anything, 866-241-0579. We have anointed, trained, powerful prayer ministers that will take you before the throne of God. And then we will send you out some scriptures that will help you in regards to whatever you ask prayer for. It doesn't cost you a nickel, not one thing. And then you can go to our website at luada.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. Oh, my goodness. There's tons and tons and tons and tons of free resources, free podcasts of the radio show, YouTube videos of my TV show, just free stuff. And then there's a place if you want to donate and help us to continue preaching the gospel and giving glory to God, to minister to God's people. Uh, you there's a place for you to do that on our website plus you can even call the prayer line and do that and it helps us to continue to preach 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 the gospel and i believe when you do that you partner with us uh, in the harvest you're a part of that reward of the harvest and i believe that you partner with us and are a part of the anointing on this ministry so you can go to the website and do that Uh, we appreciate you so much we'll be right back do not go anywhere